Climbers, we got another hit songwriter interview for you from last year's Nashville Nights International Songwriting Festival. This episode is our interview with somebody who I'm happy to call a friend these days, Bridget Tatum. And she wrote, she's country. And wait till you hear about just some of the things that happened uh, when it comes to this song and how this came around and some words that were changed. Uh, really, really interesting interview. Mm-hmm. We think you're totally going to dig it. Can't wait. Welcome to the club. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is the key in the new music business. You're not going to be fucked out of obscurity. The, the big company isn't going to make it happen for you. You've got to make it happen for yourself. That's the bad news. The good news is you don't need anybody's permission. You just need to create leverage in the music business. C-L-I-M-B. Brilliant. Uh-huh. That's a Baxter from my co-host and good friend, Mr. Brent Baxter, who's also a hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady A, Joe Nichols, and more. Got a couple number ones in the last 18 months in Southern Gospel, making miracles happen in so many different levels. And what I love about Brent is he helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you write like a pro, do business like a pro, and then ultimately get you connected to the pros with those mission-critical relationships that are going to get you to climb up the ladder. You can find Brent very easily at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. Look, if you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other. Johnny D. Johnny. Nashville Nights International Songwriter Festival 2021. We're going to get into this, and we hope you enjoy it. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> you know what I like about eighteen-year-old girls? I don't. I keep getting that. older, and they're always eighteen. Oh my god! <laughs> That's why going on this, right? I don't want to be part of this. I don't want to be trapped in the government circle. Bridget Tatum interview. <laughs> All right, guys, it's Johnny D from the Climb Show Music Business Podcast on American Songwriter Magazine's podcast network. You can find that at americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast. And we are live at the Nashville Nights International Songwriters Festival here in Odense, Denmark. And I have like already, uh, let me say, legendary writer Bridget Tatum sitting next to me. One of the artists legendary. on the show. That's a big word. That's a big song. I don't know if that needs to be attached to me. Song, There's other people who have done bigger things, but it was a big song. She, yeah. she's, if there's a line to get into legendary, it, 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 she ain't legendary yet. Yeah. yeah. I'm still standing you're towards the, the front. You're, still, you're towards the front, though. You're, standing you're towards, in line. You're towards the front. I like that. <laughs> so at this festival here, Songwriter Festival, Blue Foley, Stefan Monka putting this on. It's 100 artists, 70 shows, eight venues, three days. Crazy, right? Jet lag. Jet lag. Jet lag comes to mind. And I will tell you, because we we were talking about this before the the red light went on, 
I've been actually discussing this with uh, with all the artists because it's oh it's just these good stories come out of this. But are you familiar with the law of rock and roll? No, I play country music. Well, it's all it's all the same. Okay. You know, it's all it's well, all enlighten me. Yeah, see right. why I'm still in line. I'm not. <laughs> got a lot more to learn. I'm legendary. So uh, you know Murphy's law. Oh, I'm familiar with that. Murphy's Law, law states that, you know, whatever can go Murphy's wrong. Murphy's Law, is my, yeah, that's my best friend. The law of rock and roll states that Murphy has completely underestimated the problem. Okay. <laughs> I think you're in the middle of that right now. I know, now. I think I'm in the middle of that right now. So <laughs> we're in between Murphy and rock and roll, you're telling me. You're on, the, you're on the rock and roll. I'm on, I'm on the far spectrum, way over there. Right. <laughs> We've been having some issues with guitars and yeah, stuff like that. God true. bless you. You've been playing different instruments every show you've done. Or, you? or no instruments, because I'm left-handed. Because, yeah, that becomes, in this industry, uh, almost I'm like, okay you, you, like you've... Like you've uh, got a disability, so so they look yeah. at you a little strange when you're left-handed. They say wrong-handed. But it must be hard to find a left-handed guitar in Denmark. Yeah, we've had some electronics blow out, and now I've got a new guitar that I'm going to uh, make my friend, and hopefully the show is going to So the, the one that you restrung, the right-handed guitar that you restrung so you could play it left-handed. I didn't. The very sweet Brent, he he re, he restrung that for me. But yes. But we, that you we, had that all dialed in and the electronics blew? Is that what happened? No, the original guitar... We had a problem with the electronics in it, and then the sweet Brent went behind stage, and then he took Stephen's guitar, Okay. and they unthreaded all the strings, and they restrung it left-handed, which is how I started at 12 years old. So I'm like, wow, this is taking me back to being a kid. So strange, weird thing, I'm like horribly left-handed, right? Everything left-handed, absolutely everything. You are left-handed? Yes. Okay. Except for playing guitar. Wow. Well, then you won't have this problem. It's the only thing you I won't can... have this problem if you I, don't. I don't know why. I, I probably would have had a better wrist and been a better guitar player if I learned left-handed. Yeah, but you know you what? You still can learn. Yeah, that's true. But There's I'm busy trying to, to break artists. I'm busy yeah. trying to break artists like you. We like that. We ain't mad at that. So tell me, how many shows have you played so far? In my life? At this festival. Oh, here. Oh, not one. No. I mean, I've played one song here so far with the upside down reverse strings. That's right. Okay. <laughs> now, how many more you got? You got one tonight. I got one tonight. And then yeah. what's going Gassa, on? Gasa. Am I pronouncing yeah. that correctly? And then I've got one on Sunday. And, and you're asking me if I'm pronouncing it. it correctly? I'm, I'm just making it. sure. I'm, I, don't, I tried to get so much <laughs> of this down. I'm from Nashville. I'm I took, look, I've tried to get so much of this down with this Danish thing. And one word is like two sentences. So I can't. I, I'm too country for that. What's your favorite thing about a dance in Denmark right now? Oh, that's easy to people. Yeah. That's that's the easiest question of this whole trip. If nothing Everybody else, says that. It's just, if nothing so else, much. there's a relief in even all of the whatever I've had going on here. Because it has been between Murphy's Law and, and the Law of Rock and Roll, whatever you're to the people have have definitely been a relief from that the kindest most purposeful deliberate people that i think i've ever met in my life yeah i i, I would agree i uh, i mean i'm, I'm sexual orientation wise i'm as straight as they come i love that uh with that freaking Stuart flying over on the plane. I keep saying that. I love that guy. Let's take a left turn. Well, it's just so nice. The flight attendant, y'all. He's getting to know, like, the people in front of him. He's like, oh, so how's your sister? Like, uh, yeah, the cancer's better? And I'm just like, how does this guy know anything about this? I think they have figured out how to act human. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And I, it was so nice. You know, that was the point of that. So, for, I mean, for me, and I don't know if you noticed this, uh, I love the people here, but second to that, is that they're the most unique bathroom signs I've ever seen. Because the yeah. boys and the girls are like, 
Like they gotta go pee. That's what the picture looks like to tell you like which bathroom they're going. I just thought that's pretty smart. Hey, there's some really smart things around here. Right. There's some things that are like, I don't know what that means, but we're gonna roll with it. Right on. So, can we talk about your big song? We talk about my big song. Because I mean, American songwriter people that read that, like, how did that come about? And uh, like, can you can you take us through uh, who you wrote it with? Uh, how fast did you write it? What was kind of the, any, any cool stories behind that? And then how did it get cut? First of all, American Songwriter is a very cool outlet for songwriters. So yeah. thank you, American Songwriter. Danny Mark and myself, Danny's like a brother to me. So that's all the um, oil and water and the love hate that's mixed with that when you build this relationship. The true with family, yeah. <laughs> uh, Danny was on his actual last section of his contract with Jeffrey Steele. And I just want to rhyme Kakalaki. That's God's honest truth. I, I just, I'm from South Kakalaki, or you're from North Kakalaki, or South Kakalaki. And if it's North, then you're from the North. So I'm from the South. And I just wanted to rhyme that word. I love that word. And then I was rolling down the road one day, headed, running some errands, had the windows down. I remember that. I remember it was decently warm. And that first verse just came out. And then I rhymed Kakalaki. So I pull over in the Target parking lot and I put it all down in my phone. And I didn't think anything else about it, except I knew I needed to, to lay it down with my guitar. When yeah. I got home, I'm like, man, this thing feels rocking. I just want to I just want to go figure out where, where it's at on the guitar. Um, see, there again, I don't always have the guitar in my hand. So when I, I got to the house, I was actually staying with a friend of mine at the time, waiting on an apartment to be available. And I said, hey, I said, I got to go run upstairs. I'll talk to you about, you know, what we're going to eat in a little bit. So I ran upstairs, opened up the computer hit record and then she's country was kind of starting to be born that day mm-hmm. and i loved it but i shut the computer down and went and ate turnip greens and didn't think about it again danny and i had an appointment and i brought that in and i was like look i don't know if this is going to be your deal or or not I said the stuff moves pretty fast but i said i've got this much of it so i'd had an entire first verse and then i had part of the second and just some mumbling and she's country so we end up sitting down and i think we finished that and I don't know, 35 minutes. I love it. I sang the work tape. It was over the holidays next, as far as when we got to it, to actually work tape the thing and, and demo it. And he sent me the demo, and it was insane, because they had triple-timed the banjo on that thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it was slamming. And Danny had really just done all of that. You boys ever met a, a real country girl up top? He he just messing around in the studio. He wasn't <laughs> right. even, it wasn't even on purpose. So, uh that stuck, obviously, and it went to Aldine's camp, his producer, I think as soon as the demo was done, and they put it on hold. And then Jason rode around with it for a while to see if he could sing all those words, because it's a lot. It's a, I call it a third long song. A third yeah, long? Yeah, you got to have a third long to do it. <laughs> yeah, third really. long song. Yeah, oh. and then he finally got, he got through it, and so the first time I ever heard it performed was on the CMAs, but prior to that... They wanted to change that one line, and it was the Kakalaki, Kakalaki line. Oh, and I'm like, no. man, come on. And so we changed it to Party All Nighter from South Carolina. And that song has done great things, great things for my career and given me a career and what a song to kickstart it off because it's a definitely I'm a female saying. empowering song. Number one for two weeks, two is that weeks. right? Yep. And, Most played um, song in 2009. Number yeah. one song in strip clubs. Don't forget that part. 
Really? Yeah. See, this is why we like, can be friends. I was like, I don't know if my because, grandparents are going to love that or hate that. Because up on the stage of this Arnie Festival, and that was the first time we met on this on yeah. this uh, festival, and uh, it's, it's been awesome. But like watching everybody's playing their hard songs, you're like, well, I'm about to buzz out another rock and roll song right here. <laughs> right? We're just going to call it country. <laughs> I don't hate the balance. I just got to love one really, really, but, really, but I love really, the really well to play I'm a rock guy. I love yeah. the spirit. I'm a you know, former rock artist, so I'm like, I like that girl yeah, right we there. We could be friends. The other day when we arrived at the Hell yeah. yeah, I think I think the Denmark folks like ACDC, by the way. Well, I think the freaking whole planet likes ACDC. Yeah, I think that's just your issue. Uh, the love of ACDC when you're born. Um, so question about that, the guitar lick. Now, was that on the demo? That was on the original work tape. The that was, was that it? was all Danny. Yeah, Danny is a great guitar player. He's really great at finding hook licks. Uh, obviously it reminds you some of Led Zeppelin. But he, it does. he built that, that lick that day that we did the work tape. It pisses me off when, um, and I don't go down to Broadway often. You know, we try to avoid that in town. But, yes, but when I got to be down there and I'm walking past a window or something like that, I'm like, you're playing it wrong. <laughs> freaking lick right. Come on, man. Hey, there's, so where, there's where we could probably compliment Denmark in a really big way because we've been here able to listen to a lot of music and go into a lot of different venues and the sound here is impeccable and they are going to play it right yeah yeah, for, yeah first of all sonics in, in the clubs and the sound systems it sounds so good yeah and then over like and that over. band last night at the jam was when he broke out with the chris madman. stapleton and then he was doing the actual runs yeah and i already, already knew what he talked like before he started singing that's that's pretty mind-blowing yeah you're just but like, very deliberate very purposeful yeah you know like saying? it wasn't very by accident that's yeah. right it wasn't by accident no. so um you got a new project working on a new project okay I always have a new project <laughs> i know that but but uh so it hadn't been released yet no Okay. Because so. I don't know exactly what I want it to sound like or what I want to do. I'm really contemplating doing a double album situation because there's so much this way that I do and there's so much that way that I do that I think it, it might be it might turn into a three album situation. Not really sure. Okay. But whatever it requires is what I'm gonna end up recording as far as music. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Now um let's just backtrack a little bit. You had a second song that was how did you, it was, became a theme song of football team. Yeah. Like, what ACC, is going on with Clemson this? Clemson Tigers, ball? baby. God Clemson bless you. Tigers. Um, so I'd originally sung the demo for that song, and that song was part of the package as far as what we were going to walk through with to go and get me a deal. Well, here's something. Here's the back the backstory of, the, of Nashville that you don't see. I did not have the record deal at the time, and the song fumbled into John Rich's hands. Okay. When we got it at 9 p.m., by 9 a.m., I no longer had the song in my possession. Okay. He had played it on a bus for 25 girls. They had rocked it all night, and he said, I'm, I'm cutting that song. Okay. So I found this out with John one okay. night when he changed from his black cowboy hat to his white cowboy hat because that's then you're the good cowboy, right? Yeah. Even though you took the song. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he played it for me that night, whatever, and you, you just kind of accept it like, well, that piece of art's gone, and it's time to make a new piece of art. Well, later on, uh, Big and Rich had a blow up, I think, or, or parted ways for a little bit, and ACC loved the song. And okay. the guy that was in the Big and Rich camp said, well, wait, before you say no to this or go, well, we're moving on to something else, he goes, you should hear this girl Bridget Tatum's version of yeah. it. 
And so he sent it over to them, and they were like, that's it. So this no. was an artist track, your version, it wasn't? This, yeah, this was my actual artist track okay. that we had gone in and put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into, sure. and then it was like, well, all right, peace. And then in the middle of that, Gretchen had taken it, and she had recorded it, and did that without telling them. So I thought, maybe this song is a little satanic. Maybe I don't need to have this in my possession. Maybe this thing is like not, nobody should be doing this song. So when it came back with the ACC, at first I, I, I was like, I don't want anything to do with that song. I'm really good. I'm filled up on the song loud. And uh, lo and behold, my manager, of course, that's the person that's going to talk you into doing something. Yeah. And I did it. And I, and I love that I did it because then I'm, I got divorced and every Saturday, my ex-husband had to see my face come on before his football game played. So I was fine with that. <laughs> okay. Poetic God, justice? God's sense, God sense of humor is much funnier than mine. Anything <laughs> I could have ever thought the two would have just been lackluster. All right. Uh. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. All right, so now let's talk about the festival a little bit. You got yourself a guitar that you've been working with, and you've been spending a little bit of time just kind of getting to know it, right? Yeah, and me and the guitar got to know each other for 12 seconds last night when I got I know, that, and that's, <laughs> that's sometimes that ain't easy. You know no, I mean? no, it's just, but you wouldn't know it sitting like, in the it's, audience. It's like you have a baby that you usually take care of that's yours, and then somebody gives you their baby. Yeah. Yeah, so it's learning the quirks of their baby. Yeah, that's it's a little strange, but um, you know what? You, no, nobody in the audience would have known. They're not gonna know. Nobody's gonna know. It's gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. That's right. So you got a show tonight. You got two shows tomorrow. Got one so, tomorrow. One tomorrow. Sorry, and then you're headed back. What's next for you for the rest of 2021? Oh wow! I'll go home for a day, and I'll head to another festival, which is the Fort Myers Festival, and then I'll be home for two days, and then I'll head to South Dakota. And then I'll be home for two more days, and I think I have two more festivals after that. So I'm out until December at this point. Oh, okay. I end up in Iowa in December, yeah. Okay, right on. You're a busy girl. I'm a blessed girl. Amen. I love it. So 
typically I've been asking just songwriters like what their craziest road story is, but I think like we got a pretty good one here with you just trying to deal with this guy. Phil, like, this is my road story. Like, yeah, my Denver brutal. trip has become my road story of all times, yes. Now, is this the first time you've been overseas or have you been overseas before? I've been over to Italy before and love that a whole lot and still do, but I will say the people here trump Italy. Yeah. Italy's amazing, but the people here, I don't know, I don't know what they're on that makes them so happy, but I want it before <laughs> yeah, I leave. Yeah. I want to take that back to America. I think I want to take it back to America and give it to everybody. That's right. I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Let's, let's take it back. I do. I do. Well, listen, we're, we're excited about, have, do we have a name for the new project yet or you're still fleshing all that uh, yeah. out? No, stuff. no. Okay. There's so many, so many parts to it that it just doesn't have its solid direction yet. This, as I always call songs and music itself, babies. This baby is taking its time to be born. Okay, well, there you go. And, and and you know the TLC needs to go in there. That soup's got to be just right. It's got to be right. And then it comes out. And then you and me need to have a conversation about how you're going to market it. Oh, I love this, okay. Johnny. Yeah, mm-hmm. now that I know who Johnny is, where I'm supposed to be, I have a guitar. And <laughs> it's all good. Because uh, I think we can, I think we can uh, help you out with some cool things. Thank so you I'll for just that. get that. Yeah, just you. get a compelling artist and their art in front of the right eyeballs, and that's the name of the game. We just do it differently at Daredevil, you know. And that's how you stand in line to be a legend. And then people like you are the people that help make those people those people. That's my dream, right? My dream. I like to get the artists that we work with enough attention that they're 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 starting to get offered the record deals, and then they're conflicted about. It. Yeah, I'm not conflicted the new about world. that. No, I'm not I telling totally like, I don't need no. it. They don't totally need it. Gonna say no. They might not need it. Not gonna need it. You know, they're not gonna need it. I have, a record, like, hey, deal. Man, I have a record deal from Jesus for the rest of my life. <laughs> that's, that's true. Too. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> so, uh, one piece uh, for American songwriter crowd here. One piece of your most valuable piece of songwriting advice. Have a purpose in it. I always say that. Um, I had an artist tell me one time my most valuable piece of advice as a performance songwriter. You know, you're an artist, too. You're not just a songwriter. She said, learn to accept the word no. That has helped a lot. But for me personally, it's have a purpose. Because some days, that's the only thing that's going to wake you up to actually go and do something with your art. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that's going to allow you to be creative. Because you're going to you'll get up some days and go, nobody's listening to me. Nobody's even paying attention to this. Why should I even care? Well, you should care because it's your art and you've got something to say and that purpose is going to continue you on. Yeah, that's right. Amazing things can happen that come out of nowhere when you've done your due diligence and you've put your time into being a craftsman, a craftsperson. Yes, absolutely. And you have to craft it. Yeah, it really is that kind of a thing. How long have you been writing songs? Since I was 13, but professionally for about 15 plus years. Okay. And when did you get that itch that you had to scratch it and you knew it was never going to stop itching? So like, as far as just being when I in started the writing. business and writing and, and being an artist, too. Well, that's a long You're journey. You're all those things. It's a long journey, kind of like this Denmark trip. <laughs> um, I started in Southern Gospel Music, which I dearly love. I had parents that sang, and I ended up being part of, part of that group, which was really cool. So I sang a lot in churches, tent revivals, mission churches, different places. And... I felt like there was there was more to say in those songs, so I, I went to pen and paper to see what I could say. So I wrote this song called What Happened to Mankind, which is kind of funny because it's still my mentality now where I'm like, what is what is happening with all these people? Yeah. Um, I wrote that, and I didn't end up playing it for parents, didn't end up playing it at all, but they ended up going through a divorce, which was amazing. 
and I was excited about it because I didn't come from the best set of situation. And my mom had met a cowboy from Texas, and I was finally going to have one day to meet him. It got that serious, which was going to be odd because I'd never seen my mom with another man before. So it was going to be interesting, even from that perspective. Now, how old are you at this point? I'm about 14, okay. 14, 15, somewhere in there. And I end up experiencing this dually truck. What's this thing? And what is this head thing here? And he's like, that's a hat rag, and that's a silver belly hat. And... He's got on this brush popper shirt, these crease wranglers, and we head to this ranch, and his bow-legged friend Billy comes walking out, and I'm like, why do I like all of this? And <laughs> so this I have a whole fits. day with, with that, and the first time I ever rode a horse, was, which was literally a black stallion that, that somebody was coming to look at that day, and they had backed him out of the stall, and I just remember going, you get on that? And so uh, I did, and I didn't really have any fear with it. I fell in love with it, everything, even the like way horse shit smelled. I even loved that. And the day kind of moved on, and I think he was going to be in our life for a while, but I didn't know how that looked. And he just said, what do you think about me being your daddy? And I looked out and said, well, can I ride horses at night? And he said, well, we turned the lights on. And he ended up playing me some tapes that day, and it was Garth Brooks, and it was Clint Black. And he ended up playing If Tomorrow Never Comes. And I remember that song hitting me sideways, and my mom was really happy, too. So I think that had something to do with it in that mm. moment. Is There was an emotional thing happening along with a very emotional song. And from that point moving forward, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to go and write things that mattered and things that had something to say to other people. How did they do that thing and make me feel like that mm -hmm. in this moment? So I got a lot more focused with it. Ended up going through a moment many years later at 21 years old where a, a girl came in and it was a, unfortunately a racist thing on her part, not mine, but I ended up getting my face cut open. I recouped on an island in Hatter's so they found her, and that was it. I said, hey, guys, I could have died. I could have died with music in me. And, I mean, what is the guy's name? Thoreau? Is that how you say his name? I don't. Yeah. You don't die with your music in you? That's all I could think about. And I just decided to leave cold turkey, went in, and didn't know anybody, went to college, and just have been doing nothing but working really hard ever since. Good for you. Good for you. Thank That's you. an incredible story. I think there's always a... Um there's always hurdles behind the scenes, you know. There's always hurdles behind the, the, the glitz and the glamour, and the, it's always it's always a struggle. If it was easy, everybody be a rock star. Everybody be a hit songwriter. Right, right. You know what I mean? Now, how's the writing going? Writing's going great. I actually had a release during the pandemic. Did you? Really? I was so not creative. I didn't have any creativity in me. I feel like I need this interaction, this this connection with people to be able to listen to their stories and and have a better understanding of what's going on around life in general to write songs and I was not creative at all mm -hmm. and I had a, a girl named Ashley Cook who's blown up on TikTok suddenly during this time she said I've written nothing about my friend Adam Adam passed a cancer very young very young I think 17 mm -hmm. and she said I, I've, I've got this idea I want to write this song and we ended up writing Jealous of the Sky and that was what the release was out of her songs that she turned in oh wow wow that's incredible so, uh, you got a favorite songwriter? Oh, yeah. Well, James Taylor is the pinnacle, as far as I'm concerned. He's, he, nobody, nobody can craft. He's a, he is a song builder. Yeah. Yeah, he's even better than a songwriter. Um, David Lee, though, in country music, is one of my favorite songwriters. Jeff Steele is, too, but David Lee, for me, is very careful where he puts words. Okay. So, he's somebody that you almost have to study his art, and then once you get inside of it, you're going... Wow, that's some twists and turns I didn't think we were going to take, or words that he uses. Mm -hmm. So probably right. my favorite out of country music. 
Right on. Well, thank you for taking thank a you, minute Johnny. and hanging out. I know you got a lot going on right now, and it means <laughs> the world to us. And love on a guitar. To America's song. Hope it loves back on me. <laughs> well, so Bridget Tatum, where can they find you if they want to uh, look for that music when it comes out? Uh, regular world, BridgetTatum.com, and then Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. I do not do TikTok because I feel like three things is enough under Bridget Tatum. Okay, and that's B-R-I-D-G-E-T-T-E. Very good. T-A-T-U-M. T-A-T-U-M. Or Tatum over here. Tatum. Yes, it's Bridget Tatum. Tatum over here. It sounds so much more. It sounds way better. It sounds, it sounds way better. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. And once again, this is Johnny D for the Climb Show Music Business Podcast, uh, broadcasting live here from the Nashville Knights International Music Festival in Odense, Denmark across the pond and uh this content's gonna be going out to american songwriter magazine's podcast network where the climb is located in house that's the home of the climb and also uh, i think we're gonna get some stuff in the magazine too you can find it at americansongwriter.com forward slash podcast thanks again bridget thank you all right all right, so there you go. Like what I, I can't even, I still can't pronounce the town she's from. South Kagalaka. <laughs> <laughs> the state South, South Kagalaka. Carolina. Yeah, yeah, South Kagalaki or whatever. She's a she's a <laughs> but that's cool, man. Yeah, she's uh she's a force, let me tell you. And so super, super grateful to for her to give us that time on the interview guys make sure you send in your questions to info at daredevilproduction.com so uh, we can ask the questions of the new hit songwriters that we're going to be interviewing live on stage at the 2022 nashville knights international songwriting festival this podcast exists because we want you to win so keep on climbing and we'll see you at the top It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.